many of you have known that uh, in April of last year, uh, we hit this incredible uh, obstacle, a challenge, a crisis. You know, sometimes in life, a crisis happens. And we're not immune from a crisis just because, you know, as Christian folks, we, we talk about the blessing and the favor of God, but we it doesn't stop us from having any crises ever. Is that a word, crises? I guess it is. But it doesn't stop it. But what we do know is that when, it, when a crisis, if it happens to come, that with God, we can get through it. And that's what I really want to talk about. You know, I wasn't expecting to get a diagnosis of esophageal cancer on, on April 21st. Uh, just really quickly leading up to that, I had episodes starting in the fall of 2019 where I had difficulty swallowing. And, you know, people like to ask me, what are the first symptoms? I, you know, if you're out there and you have trouble swallowing, you swallow pills and then they don't go down or they feel like they're dragging, go to your doctor and get checked out and start praying over this thing. And that's what the first thing that happened is I started having trouble swallowing it. That led to more difficulty, and uh, it, uh, after the first of the year, I actually had an episode where I couldn't swallow. It plugged up, and I was, I was chewing some meat, and, I, and I, it wouldn't go anywhere. And um, that, uh, that was all during COVID, so it was an interesting thing to go through this during COVID. Uh, the doctors did get me in, got me tested, and sure enough, on April 21st, I found out that I had a cancerous tumor in my esophagus. And that puppy had grown to the point where it was very difficult at times to swallow, even at that point. So everything happened really fast after that. Uh, we started going to appointments, a bunch of appointments, and uh, doctors trying to figure out what to do, and it rolled into treatment and uh, ended up in the hospital uh, with a surgery at the end of the summer, and that went south. Uh, infection set in, sepsis, septic shock, and all these things. I was like right on death's doorstep. And, you know, as we process what God's taught me through this, I, I want to share those stories in light of God's Word, in light of what God says about this. You know, the very first thing that I would suggest that we do when we're, if a, if and when a crisis comes our way is to respond in faith, not fear. Respond in faith, not fear. It's easy for us to give in to fear because fear can captivate us when we're, when we're blindsided with something from the enemy, the the enemy, what we call as a Christian person, you'll find out really quick if you listen to very many of these. Uh, I'm, I'm a, a man of faith and I believe in God. And I also know that there's a, a enemy called, we call him the devil, that's out to destroy us. He's out to keep us separate from God. He's out to destroy our lives. So we need to respond in faith and not fear, not give in to fear. You know, driving home from the doctor's appointment where they told me that I had esophageal cancer, uh, 
that very moment that drive from the very first of this, God gave us great peace. Peace is one of the gifts of the Spirit, and He gave us a gift that day. We, being my wife, Denise, and I both, He gave us a gift of peace. And so driving home, we decided we would not give in to fear. We wouldn't start going down that path of what could be, what might be, what the numbers say, what the doctors say. We're going to respond in faith, not give in to fear, not let the imagination run wild. Now, even with that, we had times where this would try to jump on me. And there would be things that would happen that would come along and, and uh, the devil would try to distract me and the fear would try to creep in. So, so my first advice on that would be to quiet the noise. Quiet the noise. Don't listen to anything and everything and surround yourself with people of faith that will believe with you, that will speak life into you, that will support you, that will hold you up, and that will lift you up in prayer. You know, we kept that circle pretty small to start with, the people that knew about this, and I, I didn't want noise, I didn't want chatter, I didn't want sympathy, I just wanted people to pray. And believe with me for healing, that God would take me through this and he'd heal me through it. So we need to take captive those thoughts of fear. I don't know if you've ever really thought about that. In the, I'm going I'm to be quoting a lot of Bible. And it says in 2 Corinthians, I have this printed out so I can stay on track here. In 2 Corinthians it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. So there's that war. Fear is not from God. It says, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. You know, many of my friends from Bush, Alaska, or you know, some are, uh, are on right now. And others are, are what will be watching this in the future. I know we have a lot of friends on social media from Bush, Alaska. Basketball is huge in the village. It's, it is the sport. And if you want to be good at basketball, you need to practice shooting, don't you? You need to take the time to, to, to work on your shooting form. You, you need to take time practicing free throws. You need to practice. You got to like interrupt the, the normal and take time to be good at this, right? To get better and better. And, you know, it's interesting is sometimes we, we want the shortcut. We want, we want the results without going through the discipline of, of getting, uh, of preparing our way to get there. So we have to focus our mind. We have to take thought, uh, captive that thought, and we need to make it obedient to Christ. If you want to be able to run up and down the court playing basketball, you need to practice. You need to run. You need to work on your endurance. We also need to train our minds to think on the things of God. And friends, that's opposite of what our nature, our our sinful human nature, would be. The to train our minds to 
focus and to think on the things of God. We need to replace those thoughts of fear, doubt, unbelief, all that that comes with that. We need to replace those thoughts with things of faith. You know, God says that he's not against me. He does not abandon us. He is on our side. I intended to bring this shirt in here in my home office here, but I forgot. I'm sorry. I have a t-shirt that says, uh, it says on the shirt, it says, uh, uh, spoiled. I'm going to have to go get the shirt. And I, no, I can't go do that. So it says, uh, spoiled by God, or, or blessed by God, spoiled by my wife. Blessed by God, spoiled by my wife. My wife does spoil me. That is true. And I am blessed of God. Well, that t-shirt is important to me. I had worn it quite a few times. I was trying to save it and kind of keep it nice. And, you know, I was kind of proud of it. And uh, I was getting ready early on. I was getting ready for one of my doctor's appointments. And I was in the shower thinking, what am I going to wear? Because they're going to be, you know, they're most likely they're going to be sticking needles, drawing blood and stuff. And it's like, oh, I'm going to wear a t-shirt, a short sleeves. And and I, I went in and on the outside of the, the stack that my wife had hung the laundry up was this shirt. It was just fresh out of the dryer. It says, you know, blessed by God, spoiled by my wife. And I grabbed that shirt to put it on. And this thought came into my mind. Yeah, Terry, you're really blessed. Look what's going on with you. Now, friends, that is an attack of the devil. That, that was, that's coming in my mind, that was attack of the devil to speak fear, doubt, and unbelief. You know, he, he wanted me to think that God, somehow God wasn't for me, that he was like against me, that God had, you know, God doesn't care, you know, all of these different things. Well, I decided, you know, devil, I'm just, just to kick you in the teeth, I'm going to wear this shirt every time it's clean. And I did. The shirt looks old and nasty now because I wore it every time it was clean. Because I am blessed by God. Despite, in, in spite of what is going on, this disaster, this health crisis, uh, God didn't bring that on me. Sin brought sickness into the world. What we call the fall of man brought sickness into this world, and it's from the pits of hell. It's from the devil. Sickness is not from God. God doesn't put sickness on you. And I rebuke that. I'm like, I am not going to give into that. I, God is on my side. I am blessed, and I'm going to wear this shirt every chance I get. What well, I did, and it's quite worn now. So first, we need to identify the source of where this thought's coming from. You know, it's it's that thought that I just described to you is coming from the the devil, the enemy, the one that would like to destroy me. And then we can we identify the source and we can just start addressing it. We can start like, okay, that's not from God. And then we declare the scriptures over what, you know, what does God say? What does this word here? What does it say? It does say I'm blessed. It doesn't say God is is out to destroy me. And one of the, the passages that really stood out to me 
uh, uh, early on in this was in the 23rd Psalm. And I'm sure you're familiar with this. Many of you have probably seen this. It's, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So what, I'm, what we're doing here is like the fear comes. What's the antidote to fear? Faith. Speak faith. It says that God says, I'm, I'm not going to want, I'm not going to be lacking everything that I need that he's going to, that we'll have through him. In verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Oh, friends, that's so, that is so true to me. I've been declaring that he is, God is restoring me. He has restored my health. He's restoring me. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. He says, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Another passage in the in the Bible that's really powerful uh, is Isaiah 41:10. It says, "Fear not, for I this is God speaking. He says, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. Fear not, for I am with you. God himself personally will walk with us, right beside us, right with us, through those really dark, deep, dark, difficult valleys. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned through this is like, there's nothing out of his reach. There's nothing out of his control. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. The the greater the trial, the greater the the triumph. The the greater the problem, the greater the grace. God God will be right there with you. He's not up there in in heaven wondering, oh my Terry, you got cancer. Well, I had it. It's out of here now. I don't. I don't have it anymore. Uh, I had a diagnosis of cancer. God took care of it, but God wasn't up there in heaven wondering, "Okay, Terry, what are we going to do? I don't know what to do because this is really difficult." That that's not our God. God's a big. He's a big God. He can take care of it. He walks with us right beside us, right through that issue, that, that crisis, whatever that is. You know, I, I told you I want to be on track here and I don't want to spend too long. So next week I want to talk about how, I want to talk a little bit more about running to him in faith. And I started asking and praying, God, you know, give me more faith. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. How do I get more faith? How is my faith built? 
how, how does my faith come become stronger? You know, and so I want to unpack a little bit of that and tell you some more stories about what God has done and some, you know, I, I mentioned uh, in the little opener that, you know, we had a visitation from an angel. I'll be telling that story coming up pretty quick because that happened right right away, like the, the third day, I think it was, second or third day. And, and um, where does faith come from? And how do we build our faith? And so as we close this out, I want to uh, ask you guys to, or I uh, want to pray with you guys. Lord, if there's somebody out here that's listening to this right now, Lord, and they've facing a crisis, something has happened and there's this major crisis in their life. And Lord, help them to not give in to fear, not to let their imagination run wild. In Jesus' name, Lord, take that kept that thought captive. Take the fear and put it in jail. Captivate it. Lock it up. Lord, there may there great be great faith arise from this. Lord, we know that you're going to be with us no matter what. And Lord, I pray that you would be with my friends today. If they're facing a crisis, Lord, come right beside them. Come really close to them. Come right up beside them and prove to them, show them that you're with them and that you love them and you care for them. If you're listening to this and you say, you know, I don't, I don't know anything. I, I've never had any kind of relationship with God. And, you know, if you want more information or you want to talk or you want to, you know, send me a message, I actually created an email. It's a prayer at akmissionary.com. I'm sorry, I intended to put it on the screen. I'll have it next week. Prayer at akmissionary.com. I would be, I would love to pray with you. And if you're facing a crisis, uh, send an email to that prayer at akmissionary.com. And if you're wondering how do I how do I know more about God? How do I come into right relationship with Him? It's actually really easy. We call it ABCs: admit, believe, and confess. It's a, you know God is real. He sent His Son to die for our sins. We we know that all men, Romans says that all of us have sinned, all of us, everyone ever born besides Jesus have sinned. And we confess, we turn away from our sin and we submit our life to him. And you pray a prayer, something like this and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for I've sinned. I commit my life to you. And I turn it all over to you. I put you on the throne of my heart. I ask you to come in right now, cleanse me from all my sin all of my unrighteousness. Make me a new creation. Create, create in me a new heart, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, uh, if you would send me an email to that, prayer at akmissionary.com. If you need a Bible, contact me. I'll, we'll get you a Bible. And look forward to next week in our time. I need to close this off here. Let me look at messages here real quick before I end this. We have several people responding and several friends from all over the place. Praise God. Uh, hopefully this worked really well. So let me know if you need a Bible. I'll be glad to get you on. And next week, same time, next Thursday, 
12.30 Alaska time. Looking forward to it. I'm excited to share the great things that God's done. You know, I can't, I can't begin to give him enough praise. I can't be, it's hard to find the words to thank him enough for what he's done for me. He brought me back and he's restoring me. And he'll do the same thing for you. Amen. Lord bless you guys and we'll look forward to next week.